welcome to Squares of the Roundtable podcast, episode number 50. Woo! My name is Jeff Swan. Yeah, really, seriously. Number 50, and with me is Mike Boyle. We don't know where Ivan Rivera is. He might be stuck still with the Thanos snap. We don't know. Um, we're we're going to see what we can we'll, – we'll see if we – I don't think he's going to be here tonight. Um, we really should consider the Ivatron. I agree. Need some kind of technical backup. We need like an EMH for Ivan. Yes. Yes, we do. He's not uh, celebrating I think, episode I 50 of the podcast by not being on the podcast. Yes. <laughs> Yes, thanks, Ivan. We talk about this grand idea for the fiftieth for the fiftieth podcast, and he's like, "Hey, well, you know what? Ah, see, I don't want to go here. Do we really want to go here? No, nah, let's not. Yeah, go sure. We get yeah. he's not here. We'll, we'll hear from him next week. I mean, it's the one person who has a woman in his life. I guess I can understand. Yes, I mean, and I'm, I do. Okay, I'm, I'm I'm hitting the third rail. I should stop. Um. Uh, okay, well, we'll stop there. Um, so, Mike, uh, let me. So, I'll let you get get to starting. What you got? Let's see. Last week, uh, I saw Endgame a second time. Um, okay. And it was funny because episode one of the podcast was our discussion about Infinity War. So, episode forty nine was our discussion about Avengers Endgame. So uh, episode 50, that's today, that's this one you're listening to. Thank you very much for listening, by the way. So I'm going to talk a little bit more about Endgame. So again, uh, if you think, okay, I'm going to skip 49 because I didn't see Endgame yet. Well, I say skip ahead maybe another 10 minutes here because I got spoilers for Endgame that I want to talk about. And, of course, we'll talk about the Spider-Man Far From Home trailer today. So that's going to have Endgame spoilers. So I don't know. Maybe you want to skip yeah, this one too. Just go see Endgame like everyone else on the damn planet. Well, here's the deal. Uh, as long as we're on this, so the Russo brothers have come out and said, according to them, that the deadline <laughs> for you need to keep your mouth shut was May 6th. Yep. That if you haven't gotten there in two weeks. That's right. You're out of luck. Then you're out of luck and, and we shouldn't all be stuck because of that. So... Um, I'm thinking we'll still count this as a day, as an episode where that's the case. But next episode, we start making jokes about Endgame, and you're like, oh, spoiler. I'm going to be like, no, like, uh, get your ass to a goddamn movie theater. That's right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, so, so yeah, so, right. We're, 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 we're right there. Um, I'm trying to think there was something else I was going to – so, yeah, I think that's the answer. I think this is the last one where really – We'll be all like, if spoilers, you, if, buddy. We're, we're, we're going to warn anybody. After right. this, it's, yeah, you can't. Uh, so, end game spoilers. Uh, at the very end, after Gamora is back from the alternate timeline and kicks uh, Quill in the nuts, we don't see her anymore. She is not present uh, at Tony's funeral. She is not present on the ship, the Benatar. After at the very end when they leave with Thor, where we see where Quill's on a screen, he sees we see Gamora's face and it says searching. So we don't know if she was if she was snapped when Tony snapped, or if she just ran off because she doesn't give a crap about any of these people, including her sister. 
who she was convinced to fight against her father. So yeah, Gamora was nowhere to be seen. I didn't catch that. I thought I just assumed at the end of the movie she was on the ship with them. That was a false. Uh, oh, that, I thought we she talked was... about that. Right? Yeah, I thought she did. But yeah, I don't know, no, yeah, okay. maybe we did. But I was just going to say, I think Gar- that might be what Guardians 3 is about. Okay, the search it's for Gamora. Gamora. Yeah. Hmm. Um, but. and later on Thursday, Friday, it occurred to me, holy crap, what if Spider-Man Far From Home takes place before Infinity War? And of course, my 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 worries were uh, alleviated today. So, yeah, I they kind of clear that it was going to be an after Infinity War thing. Okay. And by the way, that's why I kind of find it funny. There are a lot of people who are like, it, Endgame is the close to the Infinity Saga and, and these phases. And I'm like, no, not really. Not when you have Kevin Feige, who's the head of Marvel, Marvel Cinematic Universe, saying, no, really, we think the wrap-up is, is, is going to be Spider-Man Far From Home. And given the trailer today... Yeah, without question. Without question, I think that that is, that is definitely something where there, there's a lot more, there, there's, it's going to answer some questions that we didn't have. And I think that that's a good thing. Yeah, and this is so. what we talked about last week where we'll get our, we'll get to seek our, sink our teeth into a world post snap, post the, the what they called the vanishing, I think, on some of the posters and memorials uh, we saw in Endgame, where all these people, half the population's been gone for five years, and now they're back. So we'll get to see the ramifications of that. And I'm really excited about that. Yeah, uh, no, I it, it's interesting. Um, it, uh, there was something I saw last week, and I can't remember who the source was. Where Disney, where they were saying that the series on Disney Plus are going to basically be the continuation aftermath of Endgame, supposedly, which is interesting because there are there's talk that this Vision Wanda series is set in the fifties, and we talked a little bit about that, and, and there's some thoughts and. I'll leave it there, but any anything else that you picked up from the movie? The person in the – this theater was about one-third full because it was a Wednesday matinee and someone sat right next to me. Mm-hmm. That's annoying as fuck. Like the rest of the aisle is open. Like oh, to my no. left. Well, not – well, I had a few people on my right, but I – because when you purchase your tickets online, you can't – buy a seat with one space. You have to bake two over. So I had to do that. And then someone on my left purchased a seat right next to me. And like, and there's no one else to her left at through the end of the aisle. And she never moved. And that was annoying. But oh well. But she was fine. Other than that, uh, it was, yeah, it was cool. Uh, the music, the soundtrack was really good in this. All the songs they used, I didn't realize awesome music they used in this movie. It's almost like a Guardians playlist when you play back some of the songs they had. Did you catch at the end 
the jazzy version of the of the Avengers theme song? Was that uh, during the credits? Yeah, yeah, at the end during the credits. There's a like a 1940s style jazz version of the Avengers theme. Okay, because there was well, there was a song oh. that they danced to. That's a, it's been a long, long right. uh, but I didn't no, know not there was that. that. One. Yeah, yeah. During the credits, there was like a jazzy, there was like a, a jazzy Aven- Avengers theme. It was pretty cool. I liked it. I, it was it was weird at first. I'm like, that really isn't. Yeah, yeah, it is. Okay, hmm, that's cool. Uh, okay. Yeah, um, no, I, I thought it was kind of neat. Uh, as long as we're talking about this, so the controver- one of the controversies is Fat Thor. Have you my, heard about all this? My knee-jerk reaction was to not, but I, like I said, it made sense for him. And I was okay with it by the end of it. But, I, yeah, there is a controversy, I guess, with yeah, so, the people. Right, that people are, like, sitting there saying... Sitting there saying, "Oh, it's you know it, 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 they're they're di- they're dissing fat people and it's fat shaming and and all this stuff and and whatnot." And I, as a fat guy, I gotta be honest with you. I think it was cool. I think the best at first. I was like, "Oh, so he doesn't automatically like." go back to his original body when he fights Thanos. And I was kind of like, you know what? That's really cool. And the reason it's cool is, is because that would have been an easy thing to do and no, and everybody would have been cool with it, but it was a lot cooler to see a guy who looks like the average guy. Yeah. Body type fighting, yeah. fighting Thanos, you know, and it's like, you know what? Kind of cool. That Thor. I like it. <laughs> Yeah. Um, it showed that you know, you know that you're just not sitting around on the on the couch eating a bag of chips. That there are a lot of people who look like that who are quite active and able to do things like that. And and sure, he's a god, but you you get the point. Yeah, um, and he's in a bad spot. Yeah. He has been for the last five years. So yeah. give him a break. Right, right. Well, it's not but even nobody fat shamed like Gimli the dwarf. Yeah. Well. I mean, I'll take it a step further. Like someone was like, why would his mom sit there and say, you know, eat a salad? And I'm like, you know what? I got to tell you something. My mom, God bless her. I know she loves me. But there have been times where it's like, maybe you should consider a salad. It happens. <laughs> it happens. This, this, welcome to mom, especially Jewish moms. I will tell you right now, my Jewish mom, oh, my God, that absolutely would have happened. I, I buy it 110. Um, percent Yeah, there were some fat jokes. I don't yeah, think it's like, any yeah, of them. I think uh, one uh, uh, roadie makes a joke about cheese whiz in his veins. Um, Rocket calls him Tubby. Uh, uh, Stark calls him Lebowski. But I think that's Lebowski's funny. Lebowski's funny for different reasons. Yeah, because he just I, looks I like the, the, just looks like the dude. And the dude was not fat. Like the great Thor Lebowski. Thor Lebowski, yes, and and yes, we have re- got, we have gotten we are getting a Funko Pop Thor Lebowski. Are we really? Oh my yes. god, that's awesome! That's yeah. So okay, uh, so Endgame, yeah, I don't know if that, I'm going to go see it a third time, but I might if if I have to send if I had to bring a family member with me. My mom and my sisters were going to go see this over the weekend, but Friday night. They went on their favorite movie purchasing website app 
and they couldn't find four seats that were next to each other in a good spot. So they just wrote it off and we'll go another day. So like, got it. Yeah. It's just, yeah. I, this I, is making know. crazy ass money. Yeah. What? Two billion in 11 days? 2.1. In less than three weeks, it's going to become the highest grossing film of all time. That's just, that's insane. Yeah. No. And in fairness, it, it deserves it. The hype was there. They set this up. And, and yeah, and, and, and the funny part is, is I will, I continue to say, I think Infinity War was a better movie than Game. But I think I'm going to agree with you, just it was just teensy, weensy, a little bit better for me. I like them both just pretty much equally. Um, more action in, in Infinity War. I agree. A lot with that. more action. Yeah. Yes. And that it is moved a fact. Fast, and it, it moved a lot faster. But but yeah, I, I and by the way, this is not a diss on Endgame. No, I, I to me, I kind of laughed though because all the people who were like, I didn't expect that, I didn't see this. It's like when the twist came, all of them made sense, all of them. So I was like, so yeah, I think there was some predictability in that a little bit. It, you know, if you really had seen the movies and you know, so it wasn't that I I knew it was coming. It was as much as when it happened, it was like. Oh, sure, that makes sense. It wasn't necessarily like there's some people who were like crying over some of the things that happened, and I'm like, I don't know that I was there. No, I was crying. I don't know. <laughs> I had that a couple of scenes where I was like, oh, you're, you're. no. Okay. I, I just didn't. Because I'm enthralled in it. Not that I was like, I wasn't expecting it. I'm expecting yeah. it. Uh, and there was a rumor when I went into The Force Awakens. As to mm-hmm. what's going to happen to a certain scoundrel-like smuggler. And oh, when it on, happened, I was no good to anybody. See, there's an example of where they did a better job. Okay? JJ did a better job with stuff like that. Okay? Because in that scene where it's, where it's Ben Solo and Han Solo, okay, they... um. When, it, when it's that scene, there's a moment there. Because, like, when they start and they go on the bridge, okay, and you're like, oh, we're, he's so dead. He's so dead. They're going to kill him. And they have the conversation. And then for a minute, you're like, holy crap, he's going to live. This is going to work. Maybe this is really going to work. Maybe this is going to work out. This is all going to go well. And then all of a sudden, you're like, oh. Yep. Oh, man, really? Come on. It's like it's like it's like that scene. The best way to, is that feeling. In, have you ever seen? You've seen Major League, right? Yes. That scene where William Ms. Hayes doesn't make it fully doesn't make it all the way to fully the second base, and the guy's like, "Come on, inch a little bit closer so I can tag you," and he's like, "Screw you!" And he has to make some call over and tag him. It, it kind of felt like that with 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 with, that, with when they killed Han Solo. See that kind of to me that was where I got feels. I was like. Oh no. Mm-hmm. Um whereas but, with uh, but I said uh Endgame yeah I might see it a third time but I don't remember I think I saw I Infinity think, War three times. That's the magic number no, for I, me. You know, here's the other thing and maybe it's just me you tell me. Okay? Steve really in the Steve Rogers aka Captain America in the end gets his happily ever after. Yep. He kind of does, right? Yeah, he kind of gets his happily ever after. Whereas 
you know, Tony Stark, yeah, that's the person who ends up dying. And, and kind of, I'll be honest, it, it, I think if, if Captain America bought the farm, I probably would have been a little bit more, oh, the feels. See, yeah, I was predicting the other way um, around. When I predicted the two between Cap and Tony, I got it reversed. I thought Tony was going to retire. Not in the same yeah. way that Cap would because he had no reason to go back in right. time. He wanted to keep things as they were in the present with his daughter. Right, right, right. And, um, yeah, so like I said, it, it's going to be interesting to see where they go from here. As I said, I I certainly tell people that you should check it out and there are reasons to, to check things out again. But, like, the people who are complaining about fat shaming with Thor – I I understand where they might be coming from, but to me, as somebody who is a fat guy, a male fat guy, I was empowered. I thought it was great. I think it was incredible to see the fat guy superhero, because we've never had the fat guy superhero, at least not on big screen, not one where it wasn't he was total just comic relief. Okay, you know, if there was a guy like that, he'd be he'd be the sidekick. Thor was no sidekick. Yeah, it was a great Thor scene. No where the, a great scene where the three of them are just looking down at Thanos, where he's he's got the blade stuck in the ground, and he put the helmet on top, and he's just kneeling, waiting for Nebula to bring him the stones, and three of them just looking at him like, "Let's go, let's go, fuck him up." And yeah. uh, Thor yeah. calls both the hammer and the Stormbringer. That is such a yeah, badass moment. Yeah, no, one absolutely. of the reasons why you know, Thor's been my favorite Avenger in the MCU. No, we didn't talk about this, and I think we didn't want to touch the third rail on this one. The all-female team. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. I have another. Yes, yeah, so another part of this, that discussion. When I was, I had, a, I was, um, I had some training to do on Tuesday last week. Uh, in Libertyville, and it turns out they sent me the wrong time on the email, so I was an hour early to Libertyville mm-hmm. for training for my work for work. And so I went over to the comic book store. I went to Dreamland Comics mm-hmm. in Libertyville. I appreciate uh, their hospitality there. They got great selection. Check them out. And I had a discussion with one of the clerks uh, because somebody else came in and they said they had a problem with that one little scene. With all with with girl power, what or a force, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. where everyone's all like, you know. So I didn't realize. Yeah, I didn't realize they had actually done a comic like that, Mike. I had no idea that they had actually done a force, an Avengers. Yeah, yeah, I had no idea that they'd ever done that. That's a recent thing. Mm-hmm. So, but I mean, there was a part of me where I'm like, it seemed contrived, but. I gotta tell you, there are women who were like, that was amazing, that yeah. was empowering. Little girls. And I'm like, okay. Yeah, little girls gonna look at that and say, that was a cool scene, dad. And dad be like, yeah, that was pretty yeah. cool. That's why I saw it. I saw it as a nice nod. Right. I didn't have trouble with it at all. And it was, yeah, and the, you know what? It wasn't just, it wasn't just little girls. Yeah. I mean, I know women who, yeah. I know women who were comic book fans or, or fans of the movie who were, who were like, yes. That is a moment for us, and it's yeah. like I was say it just. The only reason it bothered me is it just seemed too contrived. It didn't seem organic. You know what I mean? I think it could have been organic, and I would have been okay with it. But it just seemed like it was being it was being pushed. 
Oh. Well, one the other I, side of it is the logistics. I one guy said it's just like if it if it happened in DC, all the women be like, "We'll back you up, Supergirl," because you know Captain Marvel is doesn't need a whole lot of help at this point. Uh, she was able to you know take take on Thanos with the glove on like by herself until she gets punched yeah. with a power stone fist. Uh, it's, it's, if, if black, if black widow or one of the other, maybe ones were carrying the glove, yeah. then we'd be like, okay, we'll back you up. That would have made more sense in yeah. a strategic sense. But Captain Marvel's carrying this, the, the glove and she's not going to need a, much of an assist. Oh, she's, she can, she can fly that? through a ship That's and true. smash it up. Right. You know what? That is exactly that is exactly where I was going to go next, Mike. Which is the other problem I had with that scene is I'm sitting there going, "That's like the best analogy I could have." Is is okay? Think about this from a DC Comics perspective. Right. Okay. Superman has the Infinity Gauntlet and he has to fly someplace, and you have like Batman, Nightwing. <laughs> Um, Aquaman and all, and Cy- you get the idea. Nobody's like of a high power level, yeah. okay? Going, oh yeah, we got you covered. We got you covered in the blink of an eye. He's there. And if she needs to get from point A to point B, she can fly straight up into space and travel a little bit, and then fly straight back down and not worry about yeah. any of the ground yeah. troops. Yeah, yeah. But, no, absolutely. But still, I mean, it, it, I, it, it, that like, all I, logis- logistics yeah. aside and all that, I didn't have a problem with the girl power. Oh, that was the only part. Was, see, that's the see. This is the example of where it's like I like the idea. It's the part where it's like one, it didn't feel organic, and two, I'm sitting there the entire time going, "Why does Captain Marvel need an entire army in front of her? She just went through an entire ship, and then later she takes on Thanos by herself." Which, by the way, I thought was interesting. So Captain Marvel takes on Thanos by herself, but Iron Man, Captain America, and Thor, three-on-one, can't even, like, go toe-to-toe, are having trouble going toe-to-toe. But Captain Marvel and Thanos, one-on-one. Well, in in their defense, it was three-on-one with Thanos without the glove. Thanos had the gauntlet on uh, the, the Thor, the 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 Iron Man gauntlet on when yeah. Captain Marvel is trying to stop him from snapping his fingers. Right, but that's even—I mean, to me, that's even more amazing because it's like—and again, if that's where you want to put her power level, that is fine by me. But I, I just kind of there's a part of me where I'm like—and by the way, I want to make this clear. I don't have a problem with it being a woman at that power level. I just have a problem with what character it is being at that power level. You've now basically made her more powerful than the Hulk or Thor. She is strongest Avenger. <laughs> she is well. Forget that. She's a, she's pro, uh, currently she's the strongest character of the MCU. Yeah. Currently. At this point, yeah. Superheroes. Until they bring in Silver Surfer or somebody like that, then, then okay, now we have a conversation. Um, but otherwise, right now, in terms of heroes in the MCU, yeah, she's number one with a bullet. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Endgame was oh. super good. Um, 
And of course, this was. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Jeff. No, it's okay. I was just going to say the only thing other thing I would think is, so would we? Where do we put Doctor Strange on that list? He's in. I'd say around the middle, just because of his Master of the Mystic Arcs. I mean, he gave Thanos a run for his money with three stones on him. Right. Well, that's what I mean. I mean, there's a part of me where it's like, there's a part of me because of all that stuff that jumps him up a lot higher than. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know. Like I said, we we can keep we can move forward a little bit. Yeah. Um, uh, the rest of them, we like see. Well, yeah. Uh, Saturday, I did not go to Free Comic Book Day. I work Saturday, but I found out on Free Comic Book Day that my local comic book store is closing at the end of June. So I'm like, shit. So I think there's another one opening near me soon that's going to take its place. So I'm hoping that'll that way I can get my pulls and such. Um, That sucked, though. I go on the Facebooks on Saturday, and I'm like, oh, that's what he picked a hell of a day to announce it. But, well, now, Jeff, have you ever had now sat Sunday? I met a friend out by Garden Prairie, which is out way out in the boondocks beyond the edge of the world, uh, out by Marengo, not by uh, near Belvedere. Um, okay. That is and, like, for people who are not familiar with Illinois, that is kind of like by the end of the world. Yeah. Yes. Like beyond this place, there be dragons. Uh, I found. A little shot, a little, like, we were going to meet for lunch at this little hot dog hamburger place. And yeah. I just, I'm trying, and I said part of me this week too is that I'm just trying to, it's a kind of a mini diet, you know, I've had a, a quite indulgent April. It's being with the yeah. conventions and toy shows and birthday and whatnot. And my New Year's diet failed, crashed and burned. So this first week I've been pretty good with my diet. So I just got like one cheeseburger and a small fries and a small coke that was my mm-hmm. my food for the day that day as a mini cheat day and i bit into this hamburger and it was like a, a burger from a place that closed down long long ass time ago here in my hometown and it really brought me back it's like you thought like when you have your your food at this one place and it closes down, you, you think you're never going to have it again that same way. And then you have it again. It's like, that was mm-hmm. a great moment for me. I was like, Oh my God, I never thought I'd have this kind of like a, just a little, you know, just a slider from, uh, this old restaurant that I used to go to here in town for years. Cool. So yeah, it was great at a great moment. Did a little shooting, uh, in some of my, my friend's backyard. He's out, and like I said, he's way out in the boondocks. So between like the highway and the railroad tracks, we set up a little, uh, uh, target, a uh, little area where I got acclimated. Just, just a couple little stuff, like a, like a 20, tiny little 22 bolt action rifle and a 38 special. And then I just, a couple of rounds with a 20 gauge shotgun. And that was fun. Just shooting little clay pigeons. Um, but my bite, it's not hurting, but my shoulder's a little tickling a little bit from the recoil on the 20 gauge, but that was fun. Um, something I'd, something I talked about me and dad doing for years, but we never did. You never do it because you always can. So, a uh, great reminder just to don't waste your opportunities. Uh, so I had a great time with that. And then Sunday night went to game night where we played. Marvel Legendary. I don't know if Legendary is a type of game mechanic, and then they just put the Marvel characters in it, 
But I have played it before, and I've showed it on my Facebook page of uh, my like game night pictures of just the board, mm-hmm. and that was fun. Marvel Legendary, and we had new characters. We had like uh, uh, Thanos in there, and the Kree Scroll War, and it's um Marvel Legendary, and that was that was fun. Good deck building, game, but I still. Is that a deck building game? It's a deck building game, card game. Is it cooperative or is it competitive? It can be both. But it's oh, mostly well, heroes okay. versus villains. Heroes versus the the villain deck. So, But you can play for victory points at the end. Just like how I described the DC deck building game where you compete against... You you, you fight the, the supervillains in the deck. But once the mm-hmm. supervillains are all gone, you count up the victory points and see who wins that way. So you can kind of... It's mostly... Technically, it is cooperative. So that was good. I had a, I had a fun week, and the weather was finally when when the rain finally stopped over the weekend. I did have a good weekend, so so it was good though. So Jeff, so tell us all about your weekend. Um, so it was kind of weird because I too, I too kind of did not get to do. Any of the, the geek, well, I shouldn't say that, the nerd geek stuff. And um, so I, there was a part of me where I was kind of bummed because I'm like, okay, no no, May the 4th be with you, so no Star Wars Day. And, of course, I have friends getting together to do Star Wars our role-playing game. And I'm like, I can't, no, I got something going on. And then that's the same day as Free Comic Book Day. So I couldn't go down to, oh, yeah, because I was busy, too. And it kind of bummed me out because um, Scoot, Scott McMahon, and um, and uh, Art Balthazar and a few other people were at Oh Yeah, and they were doing they were doing drugs and stuff. So it would have been nice to hang out with them, yeah. but couldn't do it. And the reason I couldn't do it was I was at um, the D30 Chicagoland Toastmasters uh, conference, and it's a once a year thing, and. And the reason I couldn't do it was, one, I was out there just because it's something I like to do, and I like to see some of the seminars and whatnot. For people who aren't aware, Toastmasters is an organization about speaking and leadership. And um, they also do contests as part of that. And so they do speaking contests. And I was, you know, there were three contests, one which is called Table Topics, in which you walk into the room and there's a question and everybody gets the same question. They sequester the people. You got two minutes to come up with an answer. Uh, that's one type of it. Uh, another is where they will bring somebody in and they will give a speech. And then those people will have five minutes to kind of come up with um, ideas about how to, what they did well in their speech and what, what they need to do to improve. And it's called evaluation. And the third contest is the one that's probably the most well-known and most popular. It's what they call the International Speech Contest. And the International Speech Contest is how they determine the world champion of public speaking every year. And so this year, I was in two of the three contests. I was in the evaluation contest on Sunday. And and originally, I did not win evaluation for my division, but the winner could not make it. So I was second, and they – they said, well, can you make it? I said, yeah, sure, I can make it. But I went out on my own and won the International Speech Contest for my division. All right. And that's the first time I've won that contest at division 
in my 10 years in Toastmasters, and I could go through all the stories of all the wacky ways that I have found ways, new ways to lose. I, at times I joke that I've, I've been cubbed, okay, um, in that regard. So this was the first time I had had an opportunity to do that. And, you know, there was a lot of people, there was a lot of excitement because this was my first opportunity, my first real bite at the wheel. And if I take first place, then I go on to what's called the regional quarterfinals, and that narrows it down to the top 115 in the world. Hmm. Um, you know, so Saturday was kind of crazy. It was, um, it was, uh, it was crazy because I, you know, a lot of people wishing me well. I've been trying to get ready. There's other stuff going on, and and so you get the idea. So it was it was kind of a crazy day on Saturday. Uh, Friday, I got a chance to go out with our keynote speaker for the weekend, who was a 2003 world champion of public speaking guy by the name of Jim. Jim Key, and he has never had Lou Malinati's Chicago-style pizza, so I rectified that problem. All right. Mm-mm-mm. I rectified that problem. We did a Chicago we did a Chicago classic, and it was funny because I'm sitting there, I'm taking my time eating, and I'm, I was about to grab another piece. I'm like, hey, I just want to make sure before I take a second piece that you've had, enough, you've had a second piece. And he's like, oh, yeah, I already had two. I'm like, holy cow. <laughs> you were nursing one. He's had two already. He's already had two, and I'm like, and he's like, he's Jim is really skinny. So I'm like, wow, you may get must have really been hungry. He scarfed it down, or I totally missed it, or I was just taking my time too much because I was, I, you know, Chicago style pizza. Who doesn't, it? you know, you savor it, you taste it, mm-hmm. you take your time, that kind of thing. So it was kind of funny. Um, and uh, he had a refrigerator, so we had extra. So I was like, take it, take it back with you. So I know he used it. He told me he used it for breakfast Saturday morning, which that you means he learned. You had, the, the you had a fridge of, and a mic in your hotel room? Mic? No, a fridge. Oh, just a fridge? Okay. We had a fridge. Yeah, just a fridge. Uh, we had a fridge. And, but, uh, but yeah, so he had a fridge. So uh, apparently he learned the blessing that is cold pizza, uh, that is Chicago-style deep dish mm. in the morning. So that's a beautiful thing. Uh, I'm glad he's learned to to appreciate that as well. Yes. Um, but yeah, so Saturday night was the international speech contest, and uh, of of there were five finalists. Of them, I took second, and I'm I'm you know I'm thrilled for the winner. Chris Hill had had a great speech. Uh, I accomplished what I wanted to accomplish, and I feel like I did a really great job, and it came off really really well. Uh, I can talk a little bit about the background at the moment, which is, you know, the last, I really, the last month or so, I've been working on the last two minutes because I really was like, okay, what do I really want to say here? And I found these perfect words, so to speak, that I had written down, but I couldn't get them down where I wanted it to. And even at the last minute, I was still like, I need to remember what this is, or I need to remember what that is. And I'm like, wait a minute, I know what I want to say. Let's just put it out there. And let's not worry about if I get it right what was on the paper. Let's just get it out there. And and that helped. Uh, you know, I think I think the message was good. When I get when I get a, a copy, I will put it out to where people can see it. It was videoed, so people will get a chance to see it as soon as I get a copy. And that'll be cool. And then 
Sunday, I was in the evaluation contest, and the evaluation contest I won. So I am the new District 30 Toastmasters evaluation champion for 2018-2019. Congratulations. Which is pretty cool. Thank you. Which is pretty cool. Uh, so the best, the most interesting story of the weekend is, um, so I'm getting ready for the international speech contest. I'm getting ready for that. And I had, they kind of, the long and short, the long and short it was, I didn't get necessarily get my sound check. And I needed to get my sound check because I was doing a sound effect that I was creating that sounded like a fire alarm. And I had learned how to do this in high school from a friend. And it sounds really, really good. And when I say really, really good to the point of where people are like, you should tone that down. My ears hurt. I'm like, no, that's the point. It needs to sound like a fire alarm. So I was nervous because like you, as you know, because you're a sound guy, mm-hmm. you do a, a, something like that. It can bury the needle. It can overmodulate. You can screw up all kinds of things, and it, it could, it, you know, it could screw up your microphone. It could screw up all that stuff. And I was just like, I need to get this tested. So I finally got a hold of them to do this. So I'm testing this this sound, and it's on the mic. And in the other room, they are doing the induction ceremony for the brand new officers and you know, pomp and circumstance and all that stuff. And the new person who's going to be in charge of the entire district gets up and she's in the middle of telling this heartfelt story when, and she's talking about this one part, all the signs they hear. <laughs> and she starts again and it. <laughs> and this happens three times in the middle of her speech. And the funny part is, is everybody's kind of looking around at first, like, oh, my God, is there like a fire drill or something? And it's like, <laughs> and certain people are like, no, that, they're like, no, that's Jeff. Jeff's working on getting ready for speech. Um, but I wasn't aware of what happened about this till later. So when I went to give my speech, I know I get a chuckle in that spot a little bit, but it was more of a bigger laugh than usual. And I was like, hmm, I wonder why I got a bigger laugh than usual. Well, apparently everybody had heard that noise. They just didn't know what it was. And so when I did it in the middle of my speech, then it became funny for that reason. And I'm like, wow, I really wish I had known that. Um, <laughs> but I've known the new the person's going to be the next person in charge for a long time. And I felt really bad about it. But everybody else said it was like hysterical. Everybody else was like, this is really, really, it was really funny. And, and I'm like, ah. But yeah. Um, and the other thing is too, sometimes like when they, when you have stuff like that, you want everything set up the way you want it and people start to do, why can't you do this? Why can't you do that? And it's important that you advocate for yourself because otherwise it can screw you up. So I guess I got, people were saying I was being, what am I saying? I, they say I was being belligerent. I was advocating. I'm sure they're all going to tell me I'm wrong, but I'm the one who's going to be up there I was the one who was up there in front of 300 people plus, and they were not going to be. So if things went poorly, it was all going to be on me, you know? So, but yeah, it was a good weekend. I got to see a lot of people. I got to see a lot of people. I got to see some really great presentations by Jim Key. I got to see some other really great presentations by other individuals within Toastmasters. Uh, I got to, 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 to do some contests and do really, really well. And, you know, the po- on my personal Facebook page, the, the photos are everywhere, so people can see that. So 
Um, I'm still trying to recover. I'm like been hydrating for like 24 hours now and still feel like I'm parched. Um, but yeah, it was, it was, a, I'm sorry. You get shit faced. No, cause so I couldn't get shit faced because, <laughs> because Saturday night when I got done, I still had a contest on Sunday. Uh, and when Sunday happened, I was kind of dead and I had to get home. So I was yeah. like, and then Sunday night, and I was like, sure. uh... yeah, well, and the other part is too, is it's like, okay, I'm so dehydrated. Alcohol right now is going to do far more worse things than, you know, I, I, it's going to affect quickly. It's like, I'd like to get home, please. Oh, uh, so. But, um, well, yeah. Congratulations on your efforts. I appreciate it. No, absolutely. I, I know you worked hard for it. Uh, yeah, no, I put a lot of effort in. There's a lot of people I have to thank because you, when you do stuff like that, it's not really just the you thing. It's a, there's a lot of people who are, who help you out. And, you know, you guys were behind me too. And I know you guys were like, explain this to me again and all that. I'm like, I had no problem doing it. Uh, so yeah, it, it's pretty cool and it was a really good time and, you know, a little exhausting, but definitely worth it. And, really, really worthwhile. And, and to people who want to, to work on their professional skills, their, their soft skills and all those types of things, absolutely go to toastmasters.org and check it out. So I, I recommend it to, to anybody who's looking to do that kind of stuff. Or like, for example, if you're wanting to do a podcast and you want to get better at being on here, that's a place you can go. So there you go. Mm -hmm. Um, I gave them my ad. That's all I'm going to do. That's it. I got a question for you though. How's the hardware store? The hardware store is great. It's springtime. The flowers are coming. People are flowers. bringing in their broken screens because why would you fix your screen in the winter when you can get it done the same day? Now I need, I don't get the screen fixed until I need it now. So now you're going to complain sure. because you got to wait a couple of days to get it fixed. Well, of course you're going to complain now. Well, you need to get it fixed now because there were no bugs then. Yeah, now the bugs are coming and the nice weather's I, here and you got no screens. You're going to have to keep the windows closed to keep the bugs in out. Yeah. So right. I'll say, yeah, hardware store's great. Or keep the bugs out. Screens. So I didn't realize you do flowers. Oh, yeah, we have flowers. Actually, okay. our store is famous for having a big sale the Saturday before Mother's Day. Is it really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I still got to find a Mother's Day gift. That's, oh, boy. Thank you for reminding me of that. Oh, yeah, that we're having a family gathering on Sunday for Mother's Day, and I asked my, what do you want for Mother's Day? And she's like, oh, I just want a hibiscus plant. I'm like, all right. We'll go and get you one. You know what the worst part is? It's like, after a while, it's like, all right, what can I get you that you're going to like? That if I get it, you're not going to sit there and do like, like the mom for everyone who loves Raymond and goes like, oh, I already have a toaster. Why are you getting me a toaster? I don't need a toaster. Or like the one episode where they get the fruit of the month club and you're like, why can't we buy our own fruit? And you're like, oh, God. <laughs> like after a while, it's just like, what do you want? I don't know. It surprised me. Oh, geez. I'm so screwed. See that I'm or another so Kohl's screwed. gift card. Uh, 
Yeah, that's it's funny because guys, women always look at guys about that, and they're like, they're like, why are you giving me a gift card? Because to so get what you want. I don't, yeah, get what you want. We don't know. We try to please you. We have no clue. You don't. It's like, it's like buy me a vowel, okay? Seriously, tell me what you want. Give me some sort of clue. Don't give me this snide stuff where it's like, it's like, oh, you'll figure it out. No, no, I won't. No, I won't. Unless it's a recliner that I can put my beer in, I am not figuring. It. <laughs> I'm not figuring it out, you know, unless it's a big screen TV, not figuring it out. Uh, oh, you want to go to Monday Night Raw? Sure, we'll do that. I'll go to Monday. Somehow I don't <laughs> take, take my happy Mother's Day, my two tickets to my to yeah. wrestling. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah, seriously. So, yeah, Mother's that, Day is this yeah, week. That, so that, happy Mother's Day, ma. Uh, if you're listening, yeah. I don't know if she listens. <laughs> uh, I, I I know my mind doesn't. If she ever did, she'd be like, why did you talk about that? Yeah. What are you thinking? Why would you talk about that? But yeah, so what are the, so the specials right now are on flowers. Yep. Big store. sale, all oh, the big sale Saturday. You got to go in Saturday and get the sale Saturday. The so so the people lined up like a couple hours before the store opens to pick the flowers well, they want before. to get the sale price. Really? Yeah. A couple hours for flowers. Yes. That's impressive. And now we I were mean, testing that's... today. We were testing a new um, register system where we don't have like a an extra register set up outside. We just have a cashier holding a tablet and a mm-hmm. credit card reader. And then the other cashier like next to her, she will help with like cash and checks so now we don't have to have another like a register. We just have someone with a tablet who will take your credit card. So they were testing that today. So exciting stuff, truly. What is the craziest thing you've ever had happen there? Oh, Quick let's see. it's a long, it's a long story. It'd take me a while to tell it. Okay. Guy drops Good off time. a guy drops off a snowblower to be repaired, and okay. it's like thirty years old. He wants it fixed. We send it over to the other store in our chain because we don't have a repair center here. It has to go over to the other store. So in, you okay. already know that there's going to be a communication issue. So right. it's over there, and they look at it and they say. We can't get parts for this. This thing is 30 years old. Right. So they let us know and we tell the customer and we ask the customer, what do you want to do with it? And customer says, okay, well, I'll take it back and I'll try and fix it myself, try and find the parts online or whatever or scrap another one. Well, the word didn't get to the other store and... A couple days go by, and this isn't like cold winter, but it doesn't matter because it's not snowing. So he did this in the right time of year. But So a guy comes into the store and says, where's my snowblower? I said, oh, it's still at the Ron Lake store. It hasn't been brought back yet. So we called the other store saying, hey, uh, the guy wants his blower back. I was like, oh, well, 
Someone told us here that we were supposed to scrap it, that it's no good. And this is a 30-year-old snowblower, and you think most people will be like, nah, 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 it's, he'll, you know, he'll write it off. It's just a, you know, it's junk. It's a 30-year-old piece of junk. No, oh. the guy was livid. So he goes over to the other store, and they had to call the cops because he was getting physical. He was getting belligerent uh, with the repair staff over there. So eventually they find it in the scrapyard. They did not destroy it. And so he gets it back, and still, they had to call the cops over a 30-year-old snowblower. And that's the only thing that comes to mind of recent memory. I'm sure there's other stuff, crazy shit, that happens. Because when you're dealing in retail... Who had to go through through all the stuff to get the snowblower? Who had to go through the garbage? No, it was in their boneyard. That was the guys over at the other store. Not did they? Oh, so they had to do it, not you. So he, no, because he dropped it off at our store and we just, we're just pretty much the messenger the whole time. And right. there was, there was a message got screwed up. So that's just how that is when you have to have a, a clear line of communication. And when you have younger people who are used to typing their entire lives and their penmanship is for shit. And you can't read their phone numbers that they write down and names. And that that's another whole issue. Do you have an issue with that with like with younger people who can't write for shit? I've not run into it as much, but I, I could understand where you're coming from. I mean there is that joke going around that basically people can write it could writing older people could write it in cursive and it would be code against the people who are younger. <laughs> right, um, exactly. Um, but in some ways it's like, you know, if, if we had, if we had carried around, if we had a cell phone or a tablet that we carried around on a regular basis, would we have ever, we wouldn't have never done any of that either. I mean, there, I don't know. It's, I see, you know, I, I, trust me, I get it. At the same time, it's like, if I, it's kind of like that old joke with, um, with, with your math teacher who said, well, it's not like you're ever going to be carrying a calculator around all the time. Well, guess what? I do. 20 years later, everybody has a supercomputer in their pocket. Yeah, absolutely. Well, guess, you know, you know, I remember taking an exam and they're like, you can't use a calculator. Well, why not? Well, in the real world, you wouldn't have a calculator. I'm like, <laughs> oh, it's not no. like you carry it everywhere you go. No, guess what? I mean, it's funny. I got that person mad that day because I'm like, well, we're not anywhere. We're here, and I'm taking a test, and I have one right now, so I might get use it. <laughs> and that was the moment I got into trouble because yeah. everyone in the test heard me say it. I'm like, what? Tell me I'm wrong. Yeah. So uh, I got the thing is, when you work in, in that field, you have forms you have to fill out, and we need to write down on paper people's names right. and phone numbers. And sometimes special instructions have to be added. And to say nothing of misspelling of words by some of my staff and my coworkers, uh, it's also about their penmanship. And yeah, they're just not just to say they're just products of our education system, but it's just kids. They only write when they're they're at the store. And that's happening to me now. Like, I don't usually write stuff down a lot anymore. It's all, everyone types it. Or, of course, you know, I've got my show notes on my phone and my tablet, but I also have show notes here in front of me on a tiny little half sheet of paper. 
So I think penmanship is going away. Uh, see, I had four years of draft. See, I, with me, I had four years of drafting in high school, so I print. Uh, so I'd what you, I'm what you call, I, I write in caps. I like all capital. I, I'm shouting every time I write something down because <laughs> uh, I don't use short. I, guess, I don't use short. I don't use lowercase letters. I just use all uppercase. Oh yeah, that would be annoying now. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I think my headache with writing was is being left-handed. So you're writing with a pen, and it gets all over your hand. It smudges, yeah, and you're just like. Yeah, you suddenly you have bl- the blue hand of doom. Oh yeah, um, I have many of that time you know, in school. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you know that's back in the time too, where they used to try to break you of it, where they would be like, "Then you should try writing with your right." Well, why would I want to do that? This is where it's comfortable. Why are you trying to make me? Anyway, yeah. Um, hey, we did get a new Spider-Man trailer. Yes. And I'm watching it uh, silently right now as we speak on repeat. (laughs) Yeah, me too. I've seen it. I saw it twice today. And yeah, we'll be talking about the uh, Spider-Man trailer. Uh, That was, it was pretty cool. I'm digging it. Yeah. I'm excited. I was, I was excited before. I am even more excited now. It's like, we're in the afterglow of Endgame right now. And now it's like, oh yeah, we got another one in two months. We're like, woo! I gotta be honest, I'm, well, you know, I'm more of a Spider-Man fan. Yeah. Um, Spider-Man is kind of my guy when it comes to, when it comes to Marvel characters. He's really kind of my favorite. So, and I, and as much as everyone wants to sit there and talk about Tobey Maguire and how great those movies were, from a comic book perspective, I like what we get from Tom Holland a lot better. Yes, he's a great and, Peter Parker. Yeah, yeah. And it's nice to have them not rushing him to get into college or anything along those lines. It's nice to have high school Spider-Man, and I think it's cool. I think it's great. And, and yeah, I think that's, a, that's an interesting take for them. And, and I like it. I think it's, I, I think it's fun. So, um, but yeah. But yeah, I, people may want to, again, if you haven't seen Endgame, you might want to skip here for a few seconds because this is going to... Yes, you know, even we're, Tom Holland be says before the trailer, this spoiler, yeah. this contains Endgame spoilers. Big ones. Yeah, big ones. Big, big Endgame spoilers on this one. So, yeah, absolutely. But... uh yeah, so so really, I was excited about this. I really was. I you know I knew I had heard that there was a new Spider-Man trailer that was coming out, but this this really got my juices going. I'm I'm looking forward to it. I, I think it's going to be an interesting movie, and I think we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna get a lot out of it. And I what's most interesting to me about it, Mike is one of the biggest themes that's going to come out of this thing is, is are you the new Iron Man? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or living up to that, living up to that legacy. 
And, and it's interesting because the way that they're setting this up, and this is where I'm curious. I'm curious if at some point we'll see Gwyneth Paltrow back as Pepper, or if at some point in a couple years we might see the, you know, the daughter pop in at some point. Um, once or the they mechanic. get back to, yeah, or, or even the guy, even the kid from, yeah, from, from Iron Man 3. From Iron Man 3. You know, I'm curious if some of those characters may now suddenly pop into the Spider-Man Marvel world. Because obviously, Happy has. And it's clear that there's some sort of arrangement where Peter is working with or part of or in some way still involved with, with Stark. It's not clear how yet, but it's there. So, yeah, I know Pepper, uh, I know obviously Pepper might still be CEO of Stark Industries or maybe she's taking it, right. the, taking the, giving the mantle to Happy. I doubt that. I think, but I can't imagine that considering the fact that the part that May Parker and Peter Parker, it's not like they had money. But now, but for him to be kind of Peter's handler, so to speak, that to me means that there's got to be something where you, you understand what I'm getting at with that, where they're getting, he's getting some sort of, he's yeah. getting some sort of arrangement with that. Yeah. And with, for, with and the, for, with, and for, we know for at least some of this film, he's still using the iron spider suit. Yeah, he is. Uh, it, it, it seems as though it'll be not when they get to Europe though, which is, which is going to be interesting to see how, how that kind of works, but we'll, we'll see. Um, yeah, I, like I said, there's some really, and I'll tell you right now, there's some really funny shit in this, in this trailer. Mm -hmm. There's some really, really funny stuff in this thing. Yeah. And it seems um, like what Ned it, and MJ what, and Flash are in the thick of it here. So, so it looks yeah. like there's going to be some action. There will be feels because, uh, obviously, uh, Peter's mourning Tony like we all are. So, Yeah. But there's some really funny stuff in this trailer. I will tell I, – I, I rewound three times to watch Flash get hit in the ball. <laughs> yeah. Now, who was – was I, that Peter I, who did I, that? I don't even remember. All I know is – I rewound that scene three times because it was just that funny. Um, as a matter of fact, hold on. Let me see if I can play it now just to see if I can find out who it was. But to me, that was – that was – No, it's not It's not I Peter guess, who does it. I think it's just not, one of the classmates. Is it one of the classmates? Yeah. I'll, yeah. I, I just was like – I'm looking at the still here. I, and he's using a selfie stick, which is why you hate Flash Thompson. Yeah, that that's good stuff. There's some really. I just hope that these parts that are funny are not the the best funny parts of the movie. If you know what I mean. Yeah. Because there's a tendency to do that. Yeah, with Spider-Man: Homecoming, we got a lot of the LOLs in the in the trailers. Uh like we find out that Ned finds right, out that right. Peter's Spider-Man and so he follows him around asking you dumb questions, you know. Yeah. Ned is great. Yeah. 
And it would uh, seem but, like but Ned, were, Flash, MJ, it seems like they all got snapped because it seemed like they're all in the same class still, so. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was a little surprised about that, but yeah. Wait, hold on. Yeah, I don't know who that is who hits him in the ball. Um, not recognizable. You know, it's interesting. Obviously, it's somebody I don't recognize. Is it possible they could be trying to introduce Miles Morales? That could be a young Miles. I mean, the age would now be right, technically, for you to have Miles. That would be interesting. That would be interesting. Uh, well, we okay, so there's another part of this we got to talk about at some point, too, especially because I sent you that one article, and we got to talk about that. Um, but there's some really funny stuff in this. Uh, the, the, the part where Pete, where, uh, where John Favreau's like, Nick Fury's calling you. It's like, I want to talk to Nick Fury. It's like, well, you, well, you, you, need, to call, you need to pick it up because if you don't answer, I got to talk to him. And then he sends up to voicemail. He's like, you don't ghost Nick Fury. <laughs> that was good stuff. Mm. Um, the, the the Samuel L. Jackson line where he's like, I'm a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. I don't do this kind of stuff. Bitch, you've been to space. <laughs> like, what died? Um, I did have water in my mouth at that moment, and I tried not to spit it up all over everywhere. Because <laughs> uh, it was just that good. Um, and we know we're going to get a good performance I, from Jake Gyllenhaal as Mysterio. Yes, yes. But he's a hero, uh, question mark, question mark, what? Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm curious about that. And, and there's a line there that we got to talk about at, in a few seconds. I'm trying to hold off on that. Um, the other thing that was funny is, is I work with Spider-Man. We got to get on the plane. Oh, you work for Spider-Man? No, 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 no. I don't work for Spider-Man. I work with Spider-Man. <laughs> um, it was there. Yeah, the tables and, have turned a little bit now where he's the lackey again. Yeah. 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 Um, Favreau, Favreau is, Favreau is phenomenal in this movie so far from what I've seen. He's going to be great in this. Uh, I'm glad that they've kept him around. He's a great person for, uh, for this kind of role for this. Um, I'm glad to see Happy's going to have a future role in the MCU. Yeah. Uh, which which is fun. Uh, I, I did think it was interesting that apparently they're teasing that Zendaya's MJ is going to figure out that Peter Parker is Spider Man. No, I think she and they just do it right in the trailer. Him. You think so? No, she's just messing with him. I don't know. It's like at the end of Spider Man Homecoming. What are you hiding, Peter Parker? Yeah, right. I. They've certainly made her smart enough in this in these movies that, or maybe she's just going to play along. I don't know. Um, it's kind of funny you mentioned that because I don't know if we're ever going to get the payoff to the end of Homecoming, where where May Parker walks in and sees him in the uniform and she's like, "What the?" And then cue, they go, cue the Ramon song. They go straight Right, they go straight into the credit. I don't think we're ever going to get that payoff where we're going to see whatever happens at that point, which is too bad. Really too bad. I really kind of wanted to see that scene um, or how that went down. But maybe and we'll get a similar scene like in Spider-Man 2 where where Mary Jane finds out that that Peter Parker Spider-Man in a heroic sense. 
Yeah. You know what? I would not be shocked if that's how they end the movie. Hmm. See, that, was my, that was my fear when I was thinking about this last week about, wait a minute, what if they're on the bus getting back from the airport from this trip to Europe when the donut arrives in New York? Mm. Yeah, That's no, they like, made it pretty clear for Endgame. Yeah, obviously now they, uh, they, they, they made it clear this is afterwards. Right. But they had been saying even before that they were making it clear that no, it's not going to be before Endgame. Okay, that's it's going to be after. But so let's talk about the Gyllenhaal thing with with Mysterio because the comment that's the interesting one is is that he's a hero from another universe, and Peter says like a multiverse. And that opens the door for some interesting concepts and ideas. And, and you kind of alluded to it too, which is there's, there's rumors out there that what happens, that this snap, that what, when these new snaps happened, that it opened new, it opened new doors, new opportunities. And there are things that they may pull from this. Yeah, um, that and just the, all the time travel hijinks, too. We can get those as well. Right. Well, the point being is it, it, it seems as though they're opening doors. And the reason why I think it's interesting is, okay, fine. Apparently Mysterio is from an entire other universe. Well, okay, if you're going to open that door, and considering the fact that you kind of you de-aged Peter Parker and moved the world up five years... Okay, maybe Peter Parker and Miles Morales can both be teenagers at the same time now. No. We'll maybe see. they could both be teenagers at the same time and, and both end up being around at the same You know, you, you see what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. I mean, we'll have, we can have a, a Miles Morales Spider-Man movie with, mm-hmm. that's, it's, that still fits in the MCU, but with no direct tie-in, no, no Tom Holland. Well, or even better, you could put them in the same movie, and then Tom Holland kind of disappears. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, here, ready? Even better, Tom Holland disappears to another, through another gate war, another wormhole to another universe. Oh look, here's Sony. Now you can use Tom Holland. Here's Spider-Man movies for what you want to do, and we'll borrow we'll borrow Mar- Miles Morales for a while. Yeah, that's yeah. It, it opens things up, and no, I, I don't want to use it as a just a a reason why all these characters show up instantly, like Mysterio here, and like his name is Mysterio, so you got to take everything he says with a grain of salt, obviously. Right. Well, and the other thing is too, it's interesting if you're going to go on this idea of the snap and that other things could open up. Now you really have some things like there's this black, you know, there's this this Black Widow movie that's getting made. And everybody's like, well, how does that work considering she's dead? And it's like, well, what if it's not our Black Widow? Right. You know, um, you know, this, this whole thing opens up new doors too. Like if at some point Robert Downey Jr. gets bored and says, you know what? I'm willing to do another movie. I'm sure he's recorded some more messages for friends and family. We'll see him as a, as like a, you know, the help me Obi-Wan Kenobi uh, kind of message. Possibly. 
but but the point being, like, let's say, you know, he's like, sure, my schedule's opened up. I can make one more appearance as Iron Man or something along those lines. Yeah. Or I'm willing to come back for three movies. Okay, great. Uh, this is Iron Man from the multiverse. Uh, same thing with, same thing with, 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 uh, with Chris Evans. You know, you, you've opened some doors. The only thing that I, 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 I think that's funny about it is, is Marvel has opened up the, a door by doing this that they gotta be careful about. Cause in comics, we make fun of this shit all the time. Um, this reminds me of, an infinite crisis, what they called the Superboy Punch. The Superboy Punch is the reason why certain things happen in the universe because he did something and he broke it with his punch. And then um, there's the whole thing about one more day when they let Strzewski stop writing Spider-Man. And right. he made some sort of deal with, with Mysticio and it reset the entire Spider-Man universe, and they were like, oh, that's not the same as the Superboy Punch. Well, this is kind of a super, you know, the snap sounds awful like, a lot like a Superboy Punch. Uh -huh. So, yeah, I'm not... No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not, nothing but I, optimistic about what they're doing here with the MCU. So. I, I trust them. They need to be careful with no, yeah. uh, because Because, you know... And Multiverse meanwhile, we have to wait a year for Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman 84. Wait. Yeah, isn't right. it like I, June I of next year? Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be a while for DC. But, well, it's going to be interesting. It, once Spider-Man happens, there are no DC or Marvel movies coming for at least almost a year. Yeah. Marvel's done because oh, they have to start filming them now. Right. Well, they're, or they're in process of filming some, or you get the idea. But yeah, there's it's, there's going to be a lull, and it's going to be interesting because people are talking about this year with box office, and it's starting to come around because, you know, it's starting to come around because of of of, of the fact that. Um, yeah. After Spider-Man: Far From Home, the next Marvel movie is slated for May first of twenty twenty. You know what it is, even. Nope. Hasn't been announced yet. That's what am I saying? They haven't announced Phase 4. We just assume there will well, be a Black I Panther 2. I know we two. talked a little bit. And we assume there's a Strange. And two. we assume and there's, there's a Captain Guardians Marvel 2. Right. And a Guardians. And Guardians 3. But right. no, nothing's no, been official I, yet. I hear you. That's right. I forgot. They're not they're not officially announcing anything. I would bet that we won't get official announcements until either either San Diego or we'll get them we'll get them in um, um, they'll probably do them at D twenty three at their D twenty three convention. I don't know that they'll do them at San Diego. They seem to want to release that stuff at D twenty three, but you never know. I, and I'll we'll, we'll see what they decide to do with that. I'm I'm a little curious to see myself. Hmm. So I, I guess now's as good time as any. So you, you, this is our 50th episode, and we have big plans for 
you know, this is technically this is kind of our one year anniversary, isn't it? Almost pretty much. Well, no, actually, the one year was. I think maybe last week because we took one week and then another like one or two weeks for holidays like the 4th of July and and Christmas. So this is being like episode 49 was close to like being our anniversary because it was right after the big Marvel film. Like last year was Infinity War. So, yeah, we're just over a year now. So, you know, we're we're starting year two. Episode 50 seemed like a good time to – to kind of talk a little bit about it and, and, you know, we thank, we thank everybody. We thank the people who've listened. We thank the people who've caught our show, who've sat there. Obviously our, our, our report, our assistant correspondent, Scott, who has been <laughs> a phenomenal ad. You know, it's kind of funny because, uh, see, this is, this is why I laugh. Cause it's like, okay, if we knew Ivan wasn't coming, we could get a hold of Scott. <laughs> yeah. We put Scott. I, we, you know, we, we now with fairness, you and I have never talked to Scott. No, um, I've chatted. Friend of Ivan's. Or, yeah, but he's a friend right. of Ivan's from many years ago. Right, absolutely. But you know that we can bring on Scott, or you know, we've talked about this where we have friends of the show that we could bring on, uh, and 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 that could be possible. So you know, and, and by the way, if you're listening and you like the show, um, just let us know. Uh, you know, maybe we'll pop you on one time as a guest spot. Because at some point, you or I are going to have a situation where it's like, hey, we're going to need a day off or something or, or something along those lines. And, or we'll have to, well, obviously not you, but more me. Um, but, yeah, so it'll, it'll happen at some point. But, uh, but yeah, so, you know, we thank you guys for being with us for 50 episodes. And, and so we do have kind of some, some, some big, important news. Uh, and, I'll, Mike, I'll, I'll let, you, let you handle it. All right. Uh, starting next week, we'll be splitting up the News of the Squares with our normal show. Because we'll talk like me, Ivan, and Jeff. We talk about our weeks and then we talk news and whatever's happening in TV or movies or music. And then we usually just taper off into maybe a, a general discussion about something. And then by then, we're about two hours in and we're like, let's start the News of the Squares. And by then... We're we're two hours in, so and we don't, and by the end, like we're when we're about forty minutes in, we kind of that's our kind of our cutoff because I kind of wanted to keep these episodes under three hours. So starting next week, what we're going to do is we're just going to split the news of the squares up with the normal show. So there'll be more episodes, but we'll use the numbered episodes for just ours, and then every uh, later in the week. We'll give you our little dessert. Like, here, consider this our meat and potatoes, and then you'll get your little Sunday for the weekend for the Sunday. Get it? Right. And- well, and the other thing is, too, what was hap- What we found was when we started getting into the news of the squared, what would happen is, is if we had certain stories, and we'd be, oh, you know, this reminds me of that time, and we'd go off on tangents talking about other things that we've seen, we've personally seen or dealt with, and the next thing you know, we're – we're looking at the clock and we're yeah. like, oh my God, uh, we're, we're never going to get out of here and, <laughs> and we're not going to time. And, and, and it, what this will do is it'll allow us to have a little bit more fun with the news section where, you know, if we want to sit there and go, Hey, you know, this reminds me of this, or, or if we want to get into some wacky tangent when we do the news section, because it seems like when we do the news, it starts to get weird. 
Um, yeah, that's te- and, and that's, they, that's pretty much what we had intended. Right. When it starts to get a little bit out of control and, and we get a little bit more zany and a super slap zany, happy. Like, yeah. Like the one episode where all I would had to say was sing and we basically, I just couldn't stop dying of laughter. <laughs> uh, yeah. Stuff like that. And, and so that it'll give us more ability to do that. And then we can, you know, we don't have to worry about timing about, Hey, we got to make sure that we save enough time for the new stuff and in the regular show. So we can start talking about other things. Like, for example, uh, I can start bugging Mike about wacky hard hardware store shit, or, you know, we're going to try to get Ivan to actually tell us what he does and some of these things that he does. Um, yeah, but but yeah, you know we're we, you know we're trying we're trying to give you guys the best shows possible. And yes, we'll we're have shaking things out. up a little bit. We're just gonna see where it falls. And and in theory, the the regular show will come out as we have in the past on a Wednesday, Wednesday night, Thursday, and then we're talking about the news of the square coming out. We're we talking about Mon- We're talking about Monday, weren't we? Or maybe, yeah, or we, we could do that. Or I was thinking maybe for, um, I don't know, most people aren't, they're, they're, they're listening on the weekends. Mm-hmm. We appreciate your feedback, though, what yeah. you guys think about what we're doing here. Yeah. But I just, we, yeah, we absolutely. want to split the I mean, show into, an, instead of one long three-hour slog, we're, we're splitting it up into two more digestible segments. Absolutely. And that's the other thing we've heard from some people who are like, Guys, we love you, but three hours. Like, it's like, it's like, trust me, we enjoy doing it, but at the same time, we understand that it's like, we want something a little bit more digestible. So, so, you know, we're going to try to knock it to where we're going to try to keep things to where the one shows, you know, we're going to try to keep the shows a little bit where it, it may be three hours of content, but it's going to be more like at max 90 minutes, 90 minutes. So, right. so that's, you know, we're, we're going to try to keep it to there, but, but yeah. So, um, I'm trying to, unless we've got anything else, I'm thinking, let's get in let's, let's go to news. Um, unless you've got something else that I can't think of off the top of my head. Oh, and, um, we have just, uh, I guess we're going to, if we're going to close the show, we just, um, sad note. We have lost another oh, yeah, original yeah. Star Wars cast member I, on the oh, eve yeah, of uh, May the 4th. One of my first, back in 78, one of the first Star Wars figures I had was Chewbacca. And the year, there was, I think it was like 79 or 80. I think it was, might have been, it might have been 80. That was when I got the Millennium Falcon. And, you know, Han and Chewie, hey man. So it was sad to hear that I don't, and Peter Mayhew was not scheduled to attend Celebration. I think Prowse was there, but not Mayhew was at celebration. And yeah. so sadly uh Peter Peter Mayhew has passed away at the age of seventy four. So very sad. And of course for May the fourth, I watched episode four, my favorite Star Wars movie. A New uh, Hope. Interesting, because most people will most usually go to uh Empire. A lot of people usually Empire Strikes Back, yeah. Yeah, most people um, have. No, but I'm, this was this because I was six when uh, Star Wars came out in seventy six. Sure, I was. Yeah, I was like six or seven or something like that. I was five. six, so I remember seeing the explosions 
uh, on the screen. And I do remember like the crowds when we when when the theater got out and the crowds of people. Of course, I'm six, so everybody's super tall and working my way out, trying to find, uh, you know, trying to find the exit you know, holding, you know, a parent's hand. I don't even remember who it was. But anyway, so, yeah, episode four is my favorite Star Wars because my like my first vehicle was the Landspeeder. And I had a bunch of the figures. I had a vinyl caped Jawa, damn it. I think I did too. If 45-year-old, if 40-some-odd-year-old Mike goes back in time and says, Mike, don't open that vinyl caped Jawa. Wait for mom to buy you a cloth caped Jawa if you want to play with a Jawa. You know what the funny part is? Uh, Six-year-old Mike kicks 40-year-old Mike in the balls and opens it anyway. Right. Like, screw you, it's a toy. Like, no, it's a collectible action figure. That was one thing at the Kane County show. I was finding, like, sealed, graded, vintage Star Wars figures going for, like, thousands of dollars. Like, we're talking four digits in the mid five and six range for, like, a Bespin Luke or or a Princess Leia. I mean, that's just insane. It's like that's what you do yeah. when you win the lottery. You go to these shows and you spend six thousand dollars and you open the motherfucker right in front of the dealer. <laughs> that's what that'd be my dream. <laughs> of course, among other things, that's yeah, what no. I do when I win the lottery. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. There was one other thing. Uh, I guess Hulu is um, Hulu's doing some more Marvel shows. Hulu's doing a Ghost Rider show. And a house and a Hellstrom series, so it looks like uh, it looks like that's that that Hulu is going to be um, another outlet for the stuff that and another outlet that doesn't really jive with stuff that doesn't jive with the Disney Plus brand. So, right, I think the Disney Plus will be focused more towards the family oriented stuff. And then yeah. the the edgier stuff can go to Hulu. I think we kind of you probably I think probably kind of predicted this. Well, we talked about it because they were doing those edgier cartoon shows, so it just seemed like that's the direction they were going to go with it. And especially because I can't remember who they're buying an extra stake in Hulu, and now they're going to own enough of a percentage of it that. Um, but yeah, that's that's that's. That's going to be, that's going to be a thing. So, show's almost over. I had my earbuds in opposite. <laughs> um, what was I going to? Oh, we do have one more thing we need to talk about before we get to the news. Now that I'm looking at this, show notes help. You have one more thing. Go ahead. We, 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 before we started the show, we were talking about this. So there was another trailer that came out last week. Oh my god. Um, there was another trailer that came out last week, and uh, how do I put this? It's based Raise on your hand another. If you're looking for a song, right? Yeah, not based on another popular <laughs> 1990s franchise. Yeah, raise your hand if you were really looking for a Sonic the Hedgehog uh, live action film, because I don't know that I was. Oh. <sighs> In fairness, Jim Carrey seems to be 
have, seems to have figured out how to be Jim Carrey again in this movie. Yeah, but, he's uh, definitely yeah. Jim Carreying hand up. Yeah. Uh, but apparently people are not happy with how Sonic looks, and I'm just sitting there going, are there really enough people to sit there that care? Um, this could be one I of those mean, movies that it's so bad it's good. Well, they're talking about now entirely redesigning his look, this, the, the look for, for Sonic, too. Based on... Uh, well, that other, wouldn't be the first time... This wouldn't be the first time people of movie studios have changed the movie based on negative comments from the trailer. I guess. I I, I just didn't think that Sonic the Hedgehog was just that popular. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying it's horrible. I'm not saying it couldn't be good, but it's like... Oh, yeah, has this are, character really been that popular for a while? Or I thought been, he was kind of off the radar. Yeah, I mean, like, no one can play a Sega machine. I think uh, Sega was owned, I think Xbox had the rights to Sega games. So I think there were Sonic games on the Xbox, but not the PlayStation. But in any case, yeah, we're getting a Sonic the Hedgehog movie and the trailer. Most people would agree that it looks like shit. Uh, That means that at some point Nintendo is going to sit there... If this works in any way, shape, or form, Nintendo's Nintendo is going to be out there talking about they need to go back and create some sort of Mario movie. Well, that and there is the video game movie curse. Like no movie based on a video game really has ever been really that good. Well, I'm trying. It's funny you say that. Now I'm trying to think: was there ever one that I was like, okay, that wasn't bad? Maybe and any of the Resident time. Evil. Uh, maybe, but uh, that got to be cult status where it's like, you know, if you like that that series, you just kind of, that was your thing, you know? But I, I could be wrong about that. Oh, like, are, you going to who, see, are you going to go see Detective Pikachu? If I do, it won't be this weekend. It will not be this weekend. It will not be opening weekend. I'll probably wait a week or two and wait for the crowds to die down. You know, I might go see that. You know, I think I'm going to wait till Tuesday. Um, I mean, Dumbo is still here, and you and you both, you and Ivan said it was good. So I might try to catch it before it leaves and see it in the theaters. You know, I got to tell you, for five bucks, I'm willing to go see that long shot movie with, uh, what's his name? Seth Rogen. Uh, Seth Rogen. Charlize And Charlize Theron. Yeah. I mean, for five dollars... I just love saying her it, name. It, She's like a Klingon name. There are a lot of people who thought she should have been Captain Marvel. Or uh, Katie Sackhoff, who was Starbuck. I think that we can go with Charlize Theron because she's a little older at this point. Um, although it would have been interesting. See, there's another example. I'm curious what they're going to do with Captain Marvel. If they're going to do... They're going to bring Captain Marvel in now, or if they're going to do Captain Marvel still like... In the 2000s, you know what I mean? Right, whether like she's, she takes a break from yeah. the Skrull refugees and she pays a visit to Earth maybe in the early 2000s just to visit uh, her friend uh, Rambo. Well, so, it, or something's happening or something Skrull or Kree-related happens on Earth and, 
you, you get the idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure that, that there was more than one occasion where something like that happened and the be you know, you get the idea. Yeah. Right. Um, so yeah, that long shot movie is looking, actually it's getting good traction. People are getting, people are I liking that movie. Good. Right. I heard it was good. And, and you know, God bless AMC. $5. The only reason why I wouldn't want to, I wouldn't want to, I would wait is because maybe I just don't feel like paying for the gasoline and maybe I, I don't want to have to pay for snacks. But otherwise, really, five dollars to see it in the in a regular big screen is just a, is is worth it. It's uh you know, especially on a movie like that. Where audiences it's like, okay. I would reviews are eighty three percent, viewers are seventy two percent on Rotten Tomatoes for a long shot. Well, like I said, for me, five dollars. Yeah, I'm willing to do it for five dollars. Yeah, on a Tuesday night, that that's that that that's livable for me. Um, I don't know. Like I like I said, to me to me that that's kind of where I'm at with it. Uh, but we should probably get to the news of the squared, right? Before we actually get into it, kind of a news of the squared thing. Uh, we did put on our Facebook page if if you guys want to figure out how to make cannabis donuts, we have the recipe for you. It's right there on the page, <laughs> complete with video. You can check it out. Uh, so uh, you can check that out. You can you can you can see that. I don't know why you want to. Well, I rephrase that. I know why you'd want to do that. Um, but yeah, it's there for you. You can <laughs> certainly create your canvas donuts and have those. You can listen to it. Yeah. You can listen to the show at that point and do that. Oh, and yeah, well, never mind. And Veronica Mars, apparently, there's a new trailer out, too. Boy, Hulu's going to have some good stuff coming up. Hulu's going to have some interesting things. So, uh, yes, news of the square. Uh, where do we want to start? Let's see. You know, Scott has a whole slew of things for us. Yes, shout out uh, to Scott. Yeah, shout out to Scott, special correspondent. He's our, he, he finds a lot of our, he finds a lot of, a lot of our wacky stories. Do we start with a Scott story or do we start with something we actually have on the page? All right. Why don't you go ahead and start? We, we're going to mean, see, this is where we need the laughing Ivan laugh track behind us just yes. the whole way. Yes. We miss you, Ivan. Um, yes. Yes. We miss the, the laugh track and him going, what? <laughs> when, when certain things happen. Uh, Furious mother squirted, squirted her boob at a woman who told her to move while she was breastfeeding because it was distracting her husband. Uh, super Soaker was uh, it's unavailable. Yeah. She uh, her own the, super the mother breastfeeding in public, The mother breastfeeding in public allegedly squirted her boob at a woman who told her to move, uh, to move somewhere else private. The incident is said to have happened at uh, a park in England and it was reported on a local forum. Uh, the post states to the lady at Dar- Dartford Park who thought it was appropriate to breastfeed her baby whilst my child and very e- as easily distracted husband sat nearby. I don't think it was necessary for you to react the way you did just because I asked you some, I asked you to go somewhere private. Telling me to fuck off and squirting me with your boobs was incredibly uncalled for. 
I hope you're ashamed of yourself. I uh, say, most uncouth to squirt me with your breast milk. Um, this post has since caused a storm among locals. May coming in defense of the breastfeeding mother. Uh, I don't even think we need to go any further with this other than... I, I, I You know what? God bless her uh, for the... That's some, that's some quick thinking. <laughs> you know? Oh, I'll show her. I'll just screw her with it. And that, that's some serious aim. Yeah, that's... that's if that's you think skill. about it. You got skills. Mad skills. That's some skills. That's some mad skill. Goes beyond mad skill. That's some serious milk stream. I mean, they can't have been close, right? I mean, maybe. Well, maybe she's standing right next to her. I don't know, but hmm. that that's even so. I mean, that's you know, and, and it's funny. Depending on the strip club you're in, people men will pay if you watch that. She uh... men will pay like dollars. Well, tip yeah. for things like that. But yeah, that, there's a part of me where I'm like, oh, come on, video? There's no video. Of course there's no video. Of anything oh, sure. there should have been video of. Yeah, yes. In an age of video, you mean to tell me we don't have any? I'm like, come on. That sucks. Yeah. yeah. Um, and here's the other question. Okay, he's looking. So what? It's only natural. I was going to ask... Yeah, why is it okay? Why is it okay for like women to be like, "Ooh, Thor, look at those muscles." And a guy looks one second at a boob, and it's like, "What do you think you're doing?" Oh, you're such a pig. Yeah, you're a pig. But wait, let me go back to like obsessing about Thor and what he could do with his hammer. And and we talked about. And we talked about uh, through through watching all my the watching the MCU. Pretty much all the male stars have a shirtless scene. Uh, even Chris Pratt, Thor. Hemsworth, Evans, Robert Downey, Paul Rudd, Tom Holland, uh, Chadwick Boseman. There's all, every one of them has a scene where they all got their shirt off. For John Favreau. <laughs> yeah, except for Happy. <laughs> yeah, I wonder why. I wonder why. Maybe that's why they had to give... Fat Thor, uh, 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 Fat Thor. Uh, uh, yeah, Fat Thor had a shirtless scene. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe, maybe that's why that had to happen. But someone was like, "Well, we've never done one for Happy. Okay, we better do one with Fat Thor." Oh, that was one thing. When I caught the second viewing of Endgame, that's when I found out that Korg was playing Fortnite. I knew he was playing a video game. I didn't know what video game. So, I guess they had a crossover where you could play Avengers characters in Fortnite. In Fortnite, there you go. Is a cross promotional thing between Avengers Endgame and and Fortnite. There you go. So, yeah, no, absolutely. So, I, yeah. I, yeah, boob milk, very bad in public. Back to the whole Janet Jackson it, it, Justin Timberlake well, thing. So, oh well. I don't think it's bad. I just think it's actually it's funny you say that. Uh, so last night I was at Melnati's with friends after the after the convention. And there's this whirling noise on the tables. I'm trying to figure out what the hell it is. It sounds like like some sort of like some pump or something, and or some or some sort of motor or something. And I'm like, what the heck is that? And somebody goes, that's her breast pump. I'm like, oh, okay. What? Someone was running a at at the restaurant. Yeah. At the table. Yeah. 
Not at the table I was at, at the table over from me, yes. Wow. Yes. Absolutely. Had to be. Couldn't have been anything else. Hmm. I don't know what else it could have been. Because <laughs> it certainly sounded like it had a motor or something going on, but yeah. No, I, I hear you. Uh, what, do you, what do we got from Scott? Okay, this first one of here is from Scott. This one, I, I I dig this. This is this is a hero. Not all heroes wear capes, that's for sure. This is from truththeory.com. Authorities repair potholes after a local hero sprayed penises around them on the street. This man gets I... a medal. We've got all these potholes in the street. Imagine waking up one morning, getting into your car to go to work, turning down the corner, and there you see it, a giant sketch of a penis on the road. What do you do? Laugh it out or get offended? Well, the locals of Teesside use this obscene gesture for something completely different. A Facebook page dedicated to this surreal phenomenon called Teesside Connected circulated the theory... The story of gaping open potholes, which could be fatal to drivers and pedestrians alike, and how a couple of them were sporting giant penises all over it. After the potholes were fixed, most of the locals decided it was good all because of the power of Willie. <laughs> the power of the Willie. In another oh, photo, a local, called, a local called Brad Nicholson reported that one of the potholes were repaired almost immediately after being, well, disfigured. <laughs> Ironically, the pothole was unrepaired for a whole year before that. That's what it takes to get your local government acting. Okay. Okay, boy. Mental note in Chicago, that's how we're going to get potholes fixed. Yep. And oh, it would be Chicago's going to be filled with dicks on the road. Uh, well, it already is filled with dicks on the road. Hey, I was hey, coming, hey. I was, yeah. I was coming home. This was many years ago. I was coming home from my sister's apartment and I was going to the radio station and uh, hit a pothole. And sure enough, it, uh, it dented the rim. And by the time I got to the radio station, the tire was flat. It's like, shit. It's like, and I know exactly where I hit it. It's like, what do I do? I call the city or let them know? Or was, I was just, I was pissed off. The rim was like a couple hundred. So, yeah, potholes, that's a good way to get your government to spring into action. Especially if you draw dicks on it. And, and let me tell you something. If you live, let me tell you how you get that done even faster. If you live anywhere near a school where there are potholes, that's right. That'll happen really fast. Yes. So I can see it on the bus. Hey, what's that drawing of that thing? It looks like a nose. Eyes. <laughs> how come the eyes are below the that, nose? That that's an eyes with a long nose. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Mommy, what kind of eyes and nose is this? Oh. Yeah. What you got next, Jeff? Good Lord. Oh, I got next. Well, as long as we're going down this road, oh, let are. us talk about the story that Mike put up about the ex-Playboy model turned satanic cult leader who claims she had rare alien blood. <laughs> uh, Sabrina Sab Sabrok? And a, uh, a a Argentinian adult film star and TV personality who's undergone 50 surgeries in her quest to have the biggest bum in the world since her ancestors suffered 
an extraterrestrial intervention in the remote past. Um, Self-styled psychic and median, medium, not medium, medium, set up a satanic cult and appears to believe that her blood came from outside sources. I work with, quote, I work with researchers who told me that my blood type is not from this planet. Yeah, Claudia you probably worked at this strip club and it's full of alcohol. Uh, the 43-year-old former Playboy model told the Daily Star, quote, there are even theories that aliens carried out experiments with human mixing, humans mixing DNA and things like this. I wonder what things like this are. Yes, please clarify. Yes. Uh, she says the results are, as a result, some people are RH negative. How would you even know these things? RH negative ref blood refers to the type of red blood cells that do not have protein called the rhesus factor. I'm sure I said that wrong on their surface. Nearly 85% of the world's population is estimated to have RH positive blood, while the rest are RH negative. Um, Wait, they said the world's largest bottom, the large, the, the world, the, the world, the biggest bum in the world. Well, in the meantime, it's not her bum that's big; it's her bust. I don't see a big butt. I mean, her butt's decent size. Uh, it says that Rh positive individuals can give blood transfusions to both types of blood, but Rh negative can only give to negative, and there's a chance that incompatibility might happen otherwise. Uh, in the meantime, this is an, a reason why th this particular article has. Numerous gratuitous shots of this woman wearing all kinds of skimpy outfits. Um, it does not fully explain a lot of this. Uh, just the long and the short of it is, is yes, once again, um, maybe definitely too much. So I think the silicon has gone to her brain. Yeah, that is definitely um, fake rooney Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that. Yeah. And and you know. You know, I'll, I'll be honest. I'm sure there are guys who are sitting here going, sure, whatever you say. Yeah, in five years, she'll have back problems. See? In five years, she'll probably have a... She, the, the sad part is, is she probably makes quite a bit of money. I'm afraid it's, I will tell you now, I don't think I've ever seen this woman do porn. But I may go look her up now just to see what the heck this looks For like. For research purposes, uh, of course. Yeah, research Show research. Purposes. Show research. Uh... Just helping yeah, to make absolutely. this show better for our, for the world. Yeah, we have to find out for our listeners. That's right. You're welcome, world. All <laughs> yes. Yes, absolutely. I will make the sacrifice. Uh, as long as we're here. Apparently, this one from AOL. Man accidentally swallows Air Apple I AirPod, finds out it still works after leaving his system. Wow. The final when he's, we, you know, it's funny. We've seen this in all kinds of cartoons. And all kinds of TV shows all of our life. And and we always thought this is a bunch of garbage. And now it's going to be legit. Um, like, how many commercials have had that where, like, you say something and Surrey does their does whatever it does while, they're, while it's in your stomach or whatever it is. And it plays music. So apparently this happened to a man in Taiwan who accidentally swapped, swallowed an Apple AirPod while he was sleeping. Surprised to find out it still worked after he passed it through his system. Oh, they didn't need to tell me this part. Where they cleaned it, they cleaned the it off. Oh, oh no, 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 no. 
No, no, no. This went far different direction. Oh, well, it literally it, went a far different direction. Did it kill him? Well, apparently not. Uh, ben Hsu, uh, HSU, I'm sure I'm saying it wrong. A Navy recruiter, I'm not even going to try from this place, fell asleep with a pair of wireless earbuds in his ears, woke up confused when he only found one. He uses iPhone tracking feature, which means a beep to help him locate the missing device. And he learned that the missing AirPod was still in the room. Unfortunately, he still couldn't pinpoint where the sound was coming from. I checked under my blanket. I looked around. And I couldn't find it. Then I realized the sound was coming from my stomach. He went to the hospital where Maddie's confirmed his suspicion. They told him that the, I, the AirPod, which is about 41 millimeters in size, was, process, was in the process of passing through his digestive system. And to avoid performing surgery, the doctors gave him a laxative and told him to check his waist for signs of the AirPod. The next day, uh, during, he took a bathroom break. The next, break, the very next day. <laughs> the bathroom break at a railway station, dug through the toilet, and found the missing earbud. After washing it and letting it dry, he was amazed it still worked. The battery right. was still at 41%. Incredible, he says. No, let's talk about what's incredible about this. He put it First back in all, his fucking ear. Hey, Let's start a little bit before that. You're at a freaking rail station like a subway and you're using the pooper and you've decided that you're going to put your hand in the water there and go through your poop there After in the water? After taking the laxative. Oh, my God. Oh. And why were you... If you took a laxative, why are you at the rail station the next day? Why are you not home where you're your, your own pooper? And Maybe. then have it off... Maybe he was renting himself out as a Bluetooth. Yeah, I, well, maybe. As a oh, Bluetooth speaker. Yeah. You know, that would be a good way to make money if you swallow one and then you could play music and, and you'd be like, hey, who wants requests? And you just open your mouth and like it comes out. That'd be. Yeah. Or if you're, um, if you're a, a woman, you could use it to sing, play songs for your unborn baby. Yeah, you could do that. It, or you know what? We could find the alien, the, the lady from the last song, and she can make her boobs like pump up, pop up and down to it. You know, mm-hmm. like do like that. You know, then get to the other lady to squirt boob milk uh, in time. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that would be awesome. Now there we go. There are we talking. But yeah, I can't believe this guy even considered putting it back in his ear. Even I'm surprised it. it survived the stomach acid. Um, I'm surprised that it, it, thank God it did. Cause I don't want to know what a lithium ion battery would do to your stomach. Yeah. Those are lithium ion batteries. Those things are yeah. large enough. Those are a fire hazard. I know. Fire hazard. I don't want to know what that would do to the insides of my body. Oof. Wow. And yet in the end, there, there's so much to this. Like, first of all, you went through your poop to find it. Your poop. Mm. And you did it in a public bathroom. Not your own home bathroom. No, no. Private bathroom. Uh, a public bathroom. And probably the worst, one of the worst places. If you could put make a list of places where you probably shouldn't have to use the pooper, the railway station has got to be one of the top ones. Got to be. Got to be. But that's where we'll do it. What are you, crazy? They're crazy. That's why we're talking about it here. 
Oh, that, yeah, that's that's why he lives. Apparently, that's why he's from Taiwan. I don't. I yeah. I don't see it. I don't get it. I don't get it. So so well, yeah. All right. What else you got? New York woman calls nine one one and asks how to kill her boyfriend. A 54-year-old New York woman was arrested after she reportedly dialed 911 and asked the dispatcher how to kill her 76-year-old boyfriend. When officers from the city of Tonawanda Police Department arrived at the home of Zelda Cotton, Zelda Cotton, 54-year-old Zelda Cotton, they found her drunk and ranting and raving and swearing at them and her boyfriend. She admitted that she struck him multiple times with a VHS tape and tried to oh. hit him and tried to hit him with the battery from a leaf blower. Ooh. See, that's that's battery uh damage for you. He's been watching too much hardcore wrestling. What could I hit him with? A VHS tape. VHS, VHS tape and a battery from a leaf and a, blower. And a, she was taken yeah, into custody that, that, and charged with endangering the welfare of an elderly person and criminal possession of a weapon. The, the, the leaf blower battery is considered a weapon? Apparently here it is. But officials said that her boyfriend was not hurt during the domestic incident. 911, what's uh, your emergency? How do I kill my boyfriend? <laughs> Yay. Now if we've found a use for VHS tapes. Yeah. Bludgeon your boyfriend. Yeah, maybe the VHS tape was the weapon. Yeah. I don't know. I'll, in, I don't know, Captain. Is. She was hitting him with a solid block of plastic. Now when it breaks, you can, like, strangle him with the tape. <laughs> That's a thought. They break easier than beta. I believe we just went there. Um, speaking of going places... We haven't had any stories from Florida, Ohio. Well, that's about to change because there was a <laughs> because there was a menstrual themed cocktail causing controversy at an Ohio bar. Oh my! Uh, and this was in Lakewood, Ohio, where thousands of bars hoping to catch on on big with new drink innovations. But one Ohio establishment thinks they've found a way to stand out. Uh, they're getting uh, notoriety at their latest cocktail, which is served with a tampon inside. A real tampon. Uh, yeah. We have tequila, triple sec, a random flavor of truly, and then we have berries, says the bartender. Says the, the, the place is called Yuzu, and her na- the bartender was Sarah Kruger. Uh, Kruger says she likes to get creative when it comes to cocktails. Her latest creation called called Even even Can't, can't Literally is no exception. Uh, although the popular establishment is drawing crowds, is also drawing fire from, from po- people on social media. Her later cr- creation is called can't, even can't, ugh, even can't literally. This is what happened when I speak all weekend. It's like, now I got to read these things. The drink is a berry margarita that embodies the menstrual cycle, complete with a tampon applicator garnish. Oh, jeez. Wow. I've seen some offensive Quote, I've seen some offensive, crass, dis- disgusting, and I've seen most of these posts by women saying, I can't believe you would do something like this, which I've, I find a little bit disheartening, almost because it seems like you're ashamed of something your body does naturally, says Kruger. Uh, 
one of our customers was, you have a right to be offended, that's fine. Uh, Cruz says the drink isn't meant to shock or disgust people, but to get them talking about women's health. Uh, well, okay, so here's the thing. Every $1 from every purchase will go to the local domestic violence and child advocacy center in Cleveland. Hmm. Uh, so that, and okay, I'll, uh, there's another quote here. We decided if someone doesn't want to, the actual tampon in the drink, that they can donate that tampon as well. They can get a drink and say, donate the tampon. We just want the drink. We'll still donate the dollar to the women's health shelter. Uh, most patrons found no problem with the cocktail. Um, I will say that's creative. Hmm. It's creative. I understand why people would be annoyed. At the same time, I mean, if part of this is going to, to help kids in, in domestic violence, okay. You know, all right. Um, it's going to a good cause. That's raised awareness, that's for sure. It did its job. Yeah, right, exactly. You know, we're talking about it here. That's the reason why we're talking about it is because of this. So uh, I really only have one more unless you've got stuff. Oh, I got a few more. Let's okay, say we'll do good. three more here and then we'll cap it up. Okay. Burglars, here's from one from National News. Uh Burglars breaking into Best Buy accidentally butt dialed 911, and so the police arrived. <clears throat> Two men were arrested early Saturday after one of them accidentally butt dialed 911 while they were breaking into a Texas Best Buy, Houston police said. The pair allegedly stole several laptops and other electronic items from the Best Buy in Sugarland, Texas, early Saturday. Police say the three suspects entered the big, the big box electronics store, tripping the alarm around 3 a.m. At the same time, dispatchers also received a 911 call from a phone in the area, but no one could be heard on the line, just background noises. Authorities oh. pinged the cell phone and determined the signal was coming from the Best Buy. When police arrived at the scene, the three suspects fled the area and led police on a 40-minute chase that reached speeds of 120 miles an hour, authorities said. He somehow oh. butt-dialed 911. They put it all together. Officers were already en route to the alarm call when they got the other 911 call. The suspects eventually bailed out of their vehicle in northeast Houston and ran along the bayou on Los Angeles Street near the North Loop. Officers used a helicopter and canine officers to track two of the suspects down and take them into custody. Third suspect is still at large. Authorities found stolen laptops and other electronics inside the suspect's truck. Another 911 call that goes bad for the one who dialed it. How do you butt dial 911? On a phone nowadays. Even... Yeah, how would you butt dial? I don't want to know. So they're already, they already en route to the Best Buy because they tripped the alarm. And then there's like, oh, we have a 911 call. Oh, yeah, where's it from? <laughs> from the burglar's puck. <laughs> yeah, jeez. That's funny. Enough as it is, it's like, okay, you tripped the alarm. Good job, Sherlock. Uh, so yeah. we just had uh, we just had a Kentucky Derby over the weekend. Yeah, and I guess there we was did. Some, I, didn't I guess there I was some controversy crazy. about it. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Well, Donald Trump starts talking about it. You know, there's a problem. Yeah, from Georgetown, Kentucky. When someone tells you that something is a load of horse manure, now you can say yes, but it's two hundred dollars. Worth a horse manure. An artist is selling wow. jars of excrement 
from the 1997 Kentucky Derby champion Silver Charm. It all started when artist Coleman Larkin, artist, he calls himself an artist, his name is Coleman Larkin, decided to coat a piece of cat droppings to put on his desk. He says it's difficult to work with. That went wrong. Larkin said he experimented with horses from a local stable before finding the right formula for horse poop. How do you find a formula for horse poop? Asking me, I have no idea. These derby winning, <laughs> he's selling the derby win the turds. If you could figure out how to wait, I don't even want to read this article. He just, he's, you can buy, you can own a jar of droppings from a Kentucky Derby winner for $200. Would you? Why would you? Take the $200 and buy a menstrual drink and put it towards a charitable cause. Don't just buy a $200 jar of poop just because it came from a Kentucky Derby winning horse. Would you take it and clone it and make it into a horse? Would you want to clone a horse from its own shit? Do you want me to answer that question? That's a load of horse shit. No, oh. You sit there and you say that, and yet that sounds really cool. I think that's a new I Netflix clone. series, I think, coming next year. Yeah. you clone it? Well, I clone it from its own shit. That's right. That is DNA. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, I kind of want to see that. I, well, let me rephrase it. I kind of want to see it. I kind of don't. I'm in that spot where I'm like, yeah, you know, that'd be interesting. Uh, I could sell that. People would watch. People would be interested. Um, we're going to clone. There you go. We're going to clone people from their own shit. That would be amusing. Yeah, I, 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 could, I could see that one. Uh, all right, so last story of the day, and of course, we had, as we said, most stories are either from Florida or Ohio, and somehow we had gotten through this entire segment without one Florida man story. That changes right now. Because as we were <laughs> as we were on air, I found one that was absolutely <laughs> worth it. Which is Florida man shot when wife drops purse in grocery store. <laughs> the errant bullet struck a sixty struck sixty nine year old Vernon Messier in the shin. Uh, this is in Lando Lakes, Florida. A man who Florida Florida authorities originally said accidentally shot himself at supermarket checkout line was actually shot by his wife's gun. Uh, they tell off. They told the, the Tampa Bay Times. On money that deputies' investigation shows that 69-year-old Werner Messner was shot Sunday when his wife's purse fell off the counter at the Land O'Lakes Publix, causing the two-shot Derringer inside to fire. The bullet struck Messier in the shin. The deputy said 67-year-old Lillian Messier has a concealed weapons permit. No charges are expected, and deputies said that Werner Messier is recovering. That's what's called a negligent discharge. Yep. Didn't have the safety. Yep. I, you know, damn it, Vernon, I told you not to get pickles. Oh, my shin. How would you like to have been stuck behind them in the line? Yep. Should have picked the express lane. Like, yeah, you're like, okay, come on, come on. God forbid you had to pee. 
if you had to pee and you're like, come on, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. Oh, now, we're gonna oh, now I'm never going to get out of here. And then they're putting now, police tape it, around the crime scene. and Oh, boy. Yeah, yeah. How, how would you like to have been that person who's standing in line? Like, I just want to get my shit and go home. Can't we just be, Why can't we do that? You know? I'm like, come on, let's just... Can I go home? No, you have to tell me what happened. I just wanted to buy some ho-hos. Now let me get out of here. I don't know. This is this is why. Yeah. Oh, God. Thank you, Florida. And how, how how are we so sure that it was an accident? She said that she said the weapon oh. fell out of her holster. Or it just fell out of her purse. So apparently, it was in her purse, and then the purse fell down, and it jarred it and fired. And they should have had the safety on. Yeah. Unless it was a unless it was a smaller weapon that didn't have a safety. Well, they said it's a two-shot. Uh, oh, it's a two-shot Derringer. Okay, but something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Then it's done. They'll still a smaller pistol like that wouldn't have safety, and it would have to be a, a pretty precise shot to make a kill. So. Right. Well, and now let's talk about the fact that why does a sixty-seven-year-old woman have a two-shot gun in her purse? Well, she's living in Florida. <laughs> that's why. She's. If I was living in Florida, yeah, yeah. I'd carry a gun. There's some crazy motherfuckers down there. Yeah, I can't find my keys, but here's my gun. All right. No, I'm with you. I'm with you 110% on this one. I like, oh, good Lord. If I'm moving to Florida, yeah. All right, so next week when we do this, this will be an entirely separate part of the show. So we'll have a lot more fun with this and. And we'll be able to do more stories because Scott sends stories like a crazy man. Yes, we and appreciate you, Scott. We, wanna... we get to pick and we get to pick and choose all yeah. the juicy, awesome ones. We're going to do right. all. We get a lot more of them in for next week's uh, news of the squared. Yeah, yeah. Well, and the nice part about that'll be too is that it'll give us time if we want to go on tangents about other stuff we can and and go crazy. So that'll that'll give us you know, and that obviously will you'll kind of get an idea. You know, that show will come out a few days after the regular show. But in the meantime, Mike, where do they find us? We're on the Facebooks. We appreciate you following us there and liking and hitting all those emoji buttons for all our funny stories. And when we get episodes dropped on our Facebook page at Squares Around Table Podcast, we're on Instagram and Twitter at SOTRT Podcast. We are on Anchor and Podbean. Uh, download the free apps and you'll listen to our podcasts anywhere your mobile device will take you. We're also on YouTube. Click the bell, subscribe, we'll let you know when new episodes arrive. And we're, uh, we got the email to send us a message that way. That'd be, be cool via as well. S O T R T podcast at gmail.com. Oh, well, you, there's all the ways you can find us. There's all the ways you can do that. And obviously in the future, we'll be finding more ways to be able to connect with you. And we're thrilled that you have. And thanks for joining us for the first 50 episodes. Yes. We look forward. Congratulations, to Jeff, on yeah. your victory over the weekend. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Hey, I was going to say we should congratulate ourselves on the fact 50 shows. I mean, you know, that's, you know, I, I you know, when we started this, we talked about it and, you know, you were you were the person who said you know we got we got to try to go every week, and it's really been a lot of fun and it's been a blast. 
and we have a good time with it, and, and I hope everybody else does too. And um, yeah, we 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 you know we love doing the show, and you know now the nice part is going to be we're gonna we're gonna do things a little bit differently. We're gonna give you a little bit different looks, and and you're gonna get different stuff from us in the future. And we're gonna continue to work on giving you the best show that we can. Um, so yeah, we're 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 really looking forward to it. I I love this. Your take on the first any any thoughts on the first fifty, Mike? There have been, like many of the old, we talk about our old radio days, and we say, yeah, we, it was a good show, or when the show was, yeah, it wasn't so good, or we've had better ones. Just like this one, we've, we've had good ones and we've had bad ones, but I think there have been, the, the good has outweighed the bad, and this is still, this is fun. So as long as it's still fun, we'll keep yeah. doing it, and we appreciate you listening just the same. I feel like, I, I will tell you now, I think the show where we kind of turned the corner was the hey is that train out fire outside in front of my in front of my apartment? <laughs> I think I think that might have been that might have been like one of the best ones, one of the better ones. Where it's like literally like why is the train on fire outside in front of my literally out the window? Um, Jeff, um, do you need to? We're like Jeff, do you need to leave? Do you, you, you're... Oh, like I'm okay. <laughs> it was cool. That was kind of cool to be doing that. It was like. I'll give you play-by-play, play, but the problem is, is by the time this airs, this like old thank, news. Like, thank goodness nobody got hurt. That's that's the yeah, general rule. Yeah, yeah. After fifty episodes, yeah. nobody's gotten hurt yet. So we're going to keep oh, that we're record: of. fifty-one episodes and no injuries yet. So yeah, that we're aware of. We don't know. Maybe Ivan had had something like the cat came and like hit him in the balls or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> um, you know. Uh, that thing the other week where Ivan kept going ding and we kept laughing. That was pretty good. Um, who was it? It was Heck Boy and Attaboy and Ultra Boy, or I don't care, remember. Oh, Bellboy. Yes, <laughs> Bellboy, ding, yes. Bellboy. Yeah, okay, that was pretty good. There, there are a few others. Like I said, I, I you know, if, if we can figure out how to pull a best of one of these days, we will. But that's that's long down the road. But we, you know, like I said, I we appreciate you guys listening and being a part of it, all five of you. No, I'm kidding. There's more than five. I think there uh, might there's be at least six. There's at least six. I was trying to go ten. I was trying to be nice. Um, but yeah. Uh, so yeah. No, absolutely. And next week we should have Ivan, right? We hope so. I think. Please come back. To hope us, so. Ivan. We miss you. Please come back. Please come back. So you know, for this week, that I'm Jeff Stein. With me is Spike been listening to squares of the roundtable podcast next week we start with episode 51 you get the usual stuff and then we're, you're gonna get things in a little bit better bites and it's gonna be really really pretty cool and i think you guys are all gonna love it we look forward to you being with us for the next 50 Phase so have two a great day of the great. squares of the roundtable universe yeah so absolutely so so thanks again and have a great morning afternoon evening good night or wherever you're listening thanks again guys we gone.